Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio, where Scott apparently is shopping on Amazon. It's yeah. game time. That's right. I am shopping for the book, uh, for the book from that that spawned our new uh, our entire. I'm I'm not the leader here. You you go ahead and introduce who's who's on the show today. You just come. Yeah, I don't know how to say that. Anyways, so we've got uh, several people in the house talking about the new anthology Offers. Windows into Hell or Windows Windows into Hell. Windows into Hell. Okay. And so we've got author James Wymore, and we've got Stephen L. Peck. I said that right, correct? You did. All right, and Excellent. then Sarah Seeley. So this is a third of the wonderful collection of authors that are writing all these short stories within this wonderful anthology of creepiness and scariness. And that is why Aaron is not on the show, because otherwise he'd be screaming at, running out of this room and wetting himself. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. He's never so... going to live that one down. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's a cat. Never mind. It's a demon. Yes, it's a jogger. So, so you're you're excited about? You said you were excited. I'm excited. And okay, that was it. That was the end. That is it. That is <laughs> it. I am excited. No, I'm excited about the. Well, I don't want to like take from them from what they're going to share with us, but I'm I'm excited to read. Apparently, one book inspired the rest of them, and then read the other book. All and right. I want to read the small. The, so, the inspired tell book. us about Windows into Hell. What is it? What is it all about? What's the overall theme? And what was it inspired by? What was it inspired by? So that <laughs> so that Scott will be happy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, we'll probably have Stephen introduce the the launch book since since he wrote it, and uh, then we'll go from there. So, why don't you give us a little cover? Okay. Blurb. Um. This is, uh, this is the book, A Short Stay in Hell, and it's, uh, it was inspired by uh, Borges' story called The Library of Babel, which hmm. he, he, he said contained every book that not only existed, but it was possible to exist. Interesting. Okay. And so if you think about that in a little bit of detail, it means that there's a book of all A's, and there's a book of X, Z, why repeated endlessly and so in fact most of the books in the library are nonsense and so this this ins- I, I was thinking about the story and it's I thought that would actually be hell being in the library like that and this is where the the, the, the book started and the opening scene is sort of the the launch point of where this anthology that we're talking about today came from and in the opening scene a normal person, a uh, regular guy dies, and he's expecting to 
to, to go to his Mormon heaven. And instead he's greeted by a demon who tells him that he was part of the wrong religion. I'm a Mormon, so this is... I'm, it I'm works for him. Authority. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the, 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 the demon's kind of a classic fire-red engine mm-hmm. demon horns and everything and tells him that... Uh, I, no, sorry, you belong to the wrong relig- religion, so you're going to be assigned to a hell. And he, and, and he says, but hells aren't for eternity. It's an instructive place. It's an instructive thing. And, and he gets sent to this library uh, of Babylon. And this, this is actually kind of an existential horror in the sense that I'm trying to explore um, what it means to exist. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what, 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 I kind of think a hell, any hell you think of at some point starts to match any heaven you think of if you've been there long enough. If, if boredom's a possibility, if, if any of those things mm-hmm. are, are even likely, it quickly descends into, into being a kind of a hell. And I, I kind of explored that in depth. But the, the book we're talking about actually takes its launch point from that when, when the demon's assigning him to a hell. He's, he's choosing from a whole bunch of hells. He's got a kind of an iPad-looking thing. And he's, he said, oh, should I send you there? Oh, should I send you there? Should I send you there? <laughs> And uh, a hell pad, as you were. And hell, and yes, hell there it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. <laughs> um, and that a couple of people that are with him, they're sitting on folding chairs in the you know the the antechamber in the hill. And uh, one gets sent to, to one kind of hell and another. And so, what the authors of this anthology do is they explore that idea, other hells that 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 people might have been sent to. And so each story is a version of the kind of hell that the demon's sending people off to. Oh, nice. So each of the other stories in the anthology focus on one person in one hell each? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so it's not exploring like like the whole Dante's Inferno thing where they explore all the hells. It's no, no. literally no. just you no. taking one story. Yeah, it allows for like a personal hell for you, you know. <laughs> well, there's so many other books you can write. Something I mean that right a demon could look into your soul and say, you know what would be the worst for you? <laughs> mm. <Here it> is. <laughs> celery. <laughs> All celery All the time. adds weight. No, That's no, what it is. No, That's no. The only yours, <laughs> yours is a land filled with zombies. That's not funny. That is not funny. <laughs> that is. <laughs> that is your hell. Is not, let's go back to the celery paradise. Celery paradise. Land of zombies. <laughs> Everyone's a zombie. 24-7. Even your wife. My wife and I have a rule. We have an agreement. Okay? She'll kill me. I'll kill her. It'll be great. See? See? That's your hell. <laughs> it's not celery. Why don't we talk about McKay's hell? He looks like he's. I don't hell know. But what else? Oh, I, I know what McKay's hell would be. It would be a land filled with char- San Diego Chargers. Everywhere he turned, it would be ch- San Diego Chargers. So and yours? Jared always saying, "We win." So what's yours? Uh, the new Nintendo Switch everywhere. The I don't know. Game system left. Is that what you're saying? No, I have one, but I just can't say it on air. Uh, it would. Um, be, yeah. So you guys say they get assigned hell. So you're saying there's a way out, but it's more like a trial. 
of their own hell, yeah. and then they can get out, hopefully. Eventually, yeah. Um, well, a bit of the sometimes. Maybe some people can't get out. <coughs> have, we, have we introduced all three of our, our authors? Yes, we did. Okay, okay. Yeah, we did it all. I was busy shopping. Shot. I'm sorry. You were, you I were shopping. <laughs> I was buying the book. They're not going to know us by voice anyway. We're going to sound like one <laughs> continuum. This is James Wymore. He's been on the show many Sarah. times. I'm very excited about this. Okay, go on. We got Sarah, which is the only... Uh, lady on the show right now. Yeah. The only one who will be able to tell apart. Also, probably the darkest horror writer in this room. Really? Oh, definitely. Wow. I, I She's such a sweet, innocent-looking like person. <laughs> okay, this is a true story. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a two-minute sidetrack here, but all right. So I'm, I'm at Comic Con. I'm selling books with my friends, yeah. you know, and she's at the table, and we're all just talking. She's really nice, yeah. and she has this really nice um, girl next door. Mm-hmm. You know, kind, soft-spoken attitude, and and very personable. You know, easy yeah. to get along with. And then, um, so we're talking. I was like, "Oh, hey, let's you know trade books. Maybe we'll read them and review each other's whatever, just for fun." And yeah. she has this book um, called Maladaptive Blind, Blind, Maladaptive Bind. Bind. Yeah, Bind. Like you know, hands okay. stuck behind yeah. your back. Anyway, so and I'm like, "All right, cool. Give it a shot." Yeah. And now. I've read a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like in acquisitions and, and in various places. And in some ways, now it's not gory, but honestly, it was in some ways the scariest thing I'd ever read. So is it like Hitch- <laughs> Hitchcock type stuff? or Just because she doesn't have a problem blending religion with horror. Okay. And nobody does that. Even Stephen King has limits. Yeah. Nice. But not Sarah. Sarah doesn't. <laughs> I need to read one of these now. She's limitless. <laughs> I don't know, I'm going to have to find Sarah's story in this book now and read over it. Because this entire this entire concept is terrifying to me. Just, I mean, yep. Uh, sorry, you, you land of zombies. Yes. Well, and so anyway, how the <laughs> anthology came about? Um, like anyone, somebody you know, I'm, I heard about the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I also. In philosophy, I'd heard of the, the Library of Babel, and I was like, oh, this is a really cool idea. And so I'm looking at some kind of philosophy book when I pick it up, and then uh, when I read it, the first, it hits you pretty hard in the face, like right up front, if you're paying attention. It is it, it is an ex- existential horror, but when I went to a, a book reading with Stephen Peck, he actually described it as a religious horror, and those words stuck in my head like a fish hook. And I was just like, religious horror? That's like crossing some line, maybe, or is it the right line to cross? I didn't know. I just I was really fascinated, and having read the book, it it sticks in my head. Like I remember things from it mm-hmm. a long time later, and I started having conversation with friends and forced them to read it, and then we talked about it and talked about it. Anyway, and then one of my friends, uh, Ari Baxter, who is also a contributing author, he says to me, "We should, you know, he's like, wouldn't it be interesting to see some of these other hells?" Yeah, because this is just the one, and of course our our writer brains just start popping, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> yeah, and so the I next time I see the next time I see Stephen, uh, Michael Brent Collings, oh, is in is, oh. is in the green room, and we're at, at LTUE Writers Conference, and and I said, you know, what about this idea? What if we write some more hells and we make it into like an anthology? And they both said that this has to happen, and they both said they would write it. Um, and I said, well, if you guys are going to write it, we have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Michael Brent can write some scary crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you say crap on purpose? I did. Yeah, right? Yeah. Can't call. Just yep. sure. That's, <laughs> yeah. 
Every time he's on the show, he always have to drop that one. Yeah, <laughs> it always comes down to poop jokes with Michael Brent. Yeah. Well, in addition to Michael Brent, who's uh, like number one international best-selling horror author, um, his father, Michael R. Collings. Oh wow, he's in who is a Stoker Grandmaster Lifetime Award-winning horror writer. Uh, he also contributed um, excerpts from an epic poem. It's fantastic. Wow, that's amazing. And then you got Dave, Dave Butler. Dave Butler. As well. who, what are the other authors that are in here? Um, Mehdi Ivy Harrison, okay. who is uh, kind of a famous LDS author, I believe that's what she's well known for, Okay. Um, amongst other things. She's like a religious blogger for Huffington Post. Okay. Hmm. So she's kind of got her whole, she's got a huge thing. And her story is really dark. Okay. It's the one that starts out the nicest. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> So am I going to be able to sleep after reading any of these? That's oh, not the after question. Michael Brent. Man, I read two of his books and I had to, literally after reading them, it's like, okay, lights are on as I'm walking through my house at night. You know, if you like zombies, you should read the comedy. Oh, yeah. So, talking about Lots this, of zombies. I mean, because so, going into the religious concept, I mean, because that's, that's a safe place. And so having a religious horror. Sorry, you were still telling your story. I'll, no, I'll ask this after. No, let me just put the last couple names out. Jay Wilburn. Okay. who's a, yeah. a well-known horror author from uh, the East Coast. And then uh, Ari Baxter, who I mentioned. And this is actually his first published piece. Oh, Ari nice. Baxter. But he's got some books in the work. Um, Michael R. Collins, DJ Butler, and then the three of us. Nice. Very nice. So as you said religious horror. Yeah, it's just well, the entire <laughs> the concept of religion to me is it, it's a safe place. It's somewhere that we go to say no matter how bad life is, like it's it's our safety. It's our it's for me. It's always been like my core, you know. But all of a sudden, with something like this, because when I'm reading a book right now, no matter how freaky or scary it is, I always have that religion kind of thing to fall back on. I'm just like, well, at least I know in this situation I would do this. But right. I mean, this, it's just it's like it takes that safety zone. And just turns it on. Have you ever read any Constantine graphic novels or even watched the TV show? Yeah. Yeah, it does the same thing. Takes religion, just throws it on its keister. Or supernatural. Or supernatural, yeah. You have to laugh about supernatural. The difference difference here, I think, though, is that um, it's serious. Mm -hmm. And instead of trying to be, you know, superhero or some kind of launch story for, you know, an idea, a hero, whatever, it's. This the thing about this idea that intrigued me enough to edit a whole anthology of it is the idea that deep down inside everybody's afraid of this. Oh yeah. And this is a kind of fear that it kind of supersedes death because yes, everybody's afraid of dying or whatever other thing that might kill you, but in the end it could be worse than dying. Yeah. Right? I mean death death is bad, but if there's nothing after death, there's a certain peace to that. And yeah. if there is um, <coughs> something after death, mm-hmm. that opens up a whole level of fear that... Whoop, stuff's falling. <laughs> that opens up a whole level of fear that oh, yeah. most people don't ever let themselves go down that road. We don't want to think about it. Not. Well, no, I mean, yeah, death is kind of like that, that curtain. We don't know what's behind it, but to think that, oh, I'm going to be eternally strapped to a 
board where I'm going to get beaten to death and then dunked into a pool of lemon and razor blades, that's not fun. It, you know, every day. <laughs> over and over. Over and, and over, over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so to think that that could happen, that would scare the woolies out of anyone, to be honest. Right. Well, there's there are several Oriental religions that have thousands of different kinds of painful yeah. hells, but these are not those. For the most part, uh, we didn't I, as the editor, I didn't let anybody submit cliches. Mm-hmm. Like if if it just sounds like you're making a pun or yeah. it's something that people say is a joke, then no. And also, That's I didn't let I anybody submit. Um, <laughs> That's why you're Like <laughs> gory or you know torture based. These are some, these are academic ideas, and they're kind of meant to be explorations metaphysically of ideas that are bigger than just. And, and and although each of the hells themselves is not really meant to be like we really think this is how it is, it has really great um, explorations of of human nature mm-hmm. and how human nature put into any kind of situation after life, how that would feel like hell and why. Well, I mean, even looking like Groundhog's Day, that could literally look like <laughs> hell. I mean, just how it continues to go over and over until he finds the key to get out of it. But I mean... Let's. How many years, decades, was he trapped in that same day? Forty-seven. Forty-seven years. Forty-seven years. Oh wow! You know this for really? a fact. Really? Yeah. That's <laughs> totally <laughs> out of that. <laughs> well, it, there's two. There's how many two times different... you have to watch it? There's actually two different uh, uh, ideas on it. One of them was from Ivan Reitman, uh, or was it Ivan Reitman? No, it was Harold Ramis. Uh, in an interview, said that he felt it was about forty-seven years. Um, and another one was from the writer, and he said he felt that it was of near 100. So it's somewhere between 47 and 100. And Interesting. Wow. So That that would feel like hell but if you're doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. And I think that's comparably merciful to some of the Oh, that, that definitely would be merciful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys took it a little bit more over the top. So. Is, is Bill Murray in any of these hells? Because <laughs> that might make it a little bit worse. Technically, he's in one of them. Oh. Wait, really? Nice. But we're not going to tell you which one. You'll have to pick <laughs> Go find all the hells. <laughs> but I mean, actually, legitimately, you'll be able to say, oh, that's the one Bill Murray was in. Oh, <laughs> Scarfield. <laughs> <laughs> the land of lasagna. <laughs> no, that, that's pretty awesome. It, it sounds like a great anthology. I mean, that's you got a great idea. And the concept, and I like the theme, where the overall theme is everyone's in their own personal hell, and they have to work through that. And so you have kind of the theme, but you have complete unique stories for everyone. Uh, and everyone has their own twist in how they, they write and express those stories. So that's pretty cool. And and there's always that fear that whoever's deciding your hell yeah. has a kind of power that is completely untouchable. Yeah. It's un it's not, you know, you can't you can't ask for a second opinion. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's no, yeah, it's not, you can't, you can't go whatever ground. decision is made. There's no process by which, you know, it's an immutable greater power. And that, yeah. I believe that touches on a whole different kind of. So, so what happens, all the agency, what happens if they succeed? I mean, in any of these stories, do they succeed? And well, get we out wouldn't want to spoil this for you. Yeah, okay. we didn't find out, Dan. Jeez. Right. <laughs> a good answer. 
I like that answer, even though it drives me nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to know! <laughs> you read the last page first, don't you, Dan? No. Actually, I never do. I did on Harry Potter. I will admit, oh, when it came out, I didn't want anyone else to mess it up for me. Well, they messed up every other book. And when every I and when, and when, when I write, I write linear. I, yeah. Beginning to end. I can't so jump around. we had someone else join us. Do we want to introduce Yes! yes. yes. So, uh... Hi. I'm R.A. Baxter. Uh, I don't know what do you want to know. <laughs> so, yeah, James introduced him and mentioned him a little bit earlier. So, so, or, so we're beyond a third now. Are we to a fourth yet? Oh, no, that one, he's fine. Is that one okay? Yeah, that one, yeah, he... You can... It yeah, probably is picking me up. Yeah. <laughs> that one's a great one. The other ones are more... Uh, yeah. These are rock star mics. Yes. <laughs> You're awesome. So, uh... So we've heard a little bit about the other things. So what is, well, I guess we've already answered what is different because it's religion horror, religious kind of horror. You have this demon picking where you're going. And maybe I should say this. um, It's not religious in the sense that it's going to beat you over the head with, you know, join a church or believe in God or anything like that. It's, It's entirely meant as an exploration of that that kind of fear of what's after and that, um, and, and that, and that unknown. Okay. And so it, although it does obviously have religious themes and, and unapologetically, it's not meant as any kind of religious treatise or any kind of speculation. So is there more than one religion that's mentioned, I guess, is a question to ask. Sure. But there's only one true religion and that's Zoroastrian. Okay. Zoroastrian. <laughs> and if you didn't, if you weren't that, then you're going to hell. So pretty much, you have to follow. <laughs> yeah. As long as you follow Zoro, you're good. And, and how many Zoroastrians Zoro are there? Well, I know it's Zoroastrian. I'm just making a joke there. Okay. In the world, so. Okay. Do we want to talk about our individual stories? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Uh, which hells we pick? Yes. That's that's actually what I was going to ask. Well, not next, but well, Scott's <laughs> asking that question now. Yes. Excellent. Well, the story I wrote, The Armadillo Song, is about um, a little girl, 10-year-old girl. That's an awesome title. (laughs) Right? I'm listening. It sounds so sweet, and then you get into it, and it's like, oh, this is terrifying, right? Yeah. Well, that's why I I was laughing, because you're saying that she's, like, the most vicious, and... She sent children to hell. And she's, like, the Armadillo (laughs) Song. She's just like, oh, yeah, kids in hell, that's what I'm going to write. Wow. So, basically, yeah, a little girl, um, her... Throat was ripped out by a bear while she was um, trying to protect her little <laughs> wow. brother. Wow, she doesn't yeah. pull punches, does she? Graphic, she's trying to protect her brother at but least. It, yeah, she was trying to protect her brother. <laughs> that happens and, often. Uh, yeah, but she, she was the wrong religion, so she ended up in, in um, Hell's School for 10-year-olds. And um, she's there with, with a friend, not a friend she knew in life, but a friend she knew from the demon's office. So for some reason they got sent to the same... Um, the same hell, and she has to sing the ballad of her life story um, to get out, and it has to be memorized and sung perfectly in tune, and um, has to be sung all the way through at once, and it's like a thousand pages long. It's great. I'm out. <laughs> I, I, I picture this school as like the school from the movie Matilda. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You, you haven't seen that movie, I have you? I don't want to see that. I've yeah. seen it. I yeah. just about it two days ago. Okay. Yeah. Except for there's the lack of weird, you know, 
you know, the girl that flies over and then mm-hmm. slides to the grass with butterflies and oh, yeah. rainbows. And yeah, I don't remember anyone singing A Thousand Page. No, that would be fun. awesome. That would have been a longer movie. Yeah. <laughs> a very Can long you movie. Imagine that. High score. High score. <laughs> oh, man. I threw on my proton pack. I don't know if I could sing for a minute and a half. <laughs> In the past would be A-B-B-Y. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty That would take forever. Story. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Oh, cool. And oh. yours? Mine uh, Mine was actually written for an atheist. It's a... I thought of uh, what would you hate the most if you died and you were an atheist. And that's pretty much how it turned out. Now, it starts out, it's actually a paradise that he goes to. Okay. So it's everything is beautiful, but there's no... He soon realizes that... You don't. He doesn't feel any enjoyment of anything. Oh. I, so I, I sort of look at the things in this life that are taken for granted, and they're gone. There's no order in the universe, so they can't enjoy science. Well, science is all about studying order and and uh, repetition. So he doesn't get that, and and uh, he's told to to do a little task, and the rules change all the time, and and. Well, you know, everything changes the law of gravity. Everything that we hmm. take for granted just is different every day. And I don't know, the world's even rotating different directions. There's all kinds of things going on. That, the law of physics is more the suggestion yeah. of physics, is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Well, it, huh. if there's any physics, there's, it just changes so much. He can't control anything. And yet, if you die, you just... Uh, back to life again, so there's no suffering, you know, and that's every atheist I've ever heard says that's what they think God would do is give us a world without suffering, so he gets that. So he gets the world without <laughs> suffering and it sucks, <laughs> because he can't enjoy it. He's got a giant bowl of, with banana split in it and it tastes like ash. Exactly. Awesome! <laughs> and then I picture Rowan Atkinson walking around saying, you nitwit. <laughs> and there's another aspect to the story that's, that I'll, I'll let you read about. Sweet. I don't want to tell you everything. You must read. All right, who's next? Okay, I, okay I'll, I'm going to go really quick. Sure. I have two. Um, I have two little bits in there. The first bit that I put in is kind of a introductory, and it's a, a vagrant who's a, a war veteran who's you know, a little bit crazy and, and he dies, goes to hell. Um, and then I have one later who's a, a devout, um, I don't name a specific religion, but she's a devout Christian, but she's had a really hard, long life. And when she gets to hell, she's pretty angry. She's like, I don't deserve this. You know, I gave up my whole life so that I could have a good end. And the demon's like, what's that? She's like, I want to be a little angel with a harp and in the clouds. And he's like, done. <laughs> wow <laughs> little angel with a harp in the clouds All right. forever she's stuck in a painting <laughs> no no she's really an angel she has oh. wings and they fly wow. there's other angels and they huh. can make music and stuff and but she is stuck doing that forever or well it's it's well, a little bit more complicated than yeah. that yeah he can't he can't get, give up uh, all the the, the place she goes is a world where all different kinds of heavens are depict are available. So there's a Valhalla, there's a Nirvana, there's a okay. you know various anybody who said this is what I think heaven is that believes that that's where they should go. 
this is where they get sent. Hmm. I have some pretty weird friends. There's going to be some pretty weird heaven <laughs> <laughs> right now. Yeah, I didn't go too far into, you know, mostly it's about her. One filled <laughs> with the zombies? <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> zombies and popcorn. <laughs> With Ghostbusters on Rewind. Okay, all right. So we're talking about the, the, the heavens now. <laughs> yes. All right, so we got uh, Stevens. Okay, I'm just I'm just going to read the second paragraph because if I say anything about it, it'll spoil the story. Okay, okay. second so paragraph. This, this is the second paragraph. Around me chaos, cold hard metal gripped my face like a vice and pulled me from the warmth and security, from warmth and security into a cacophony of sound and a spinning confusion of light and blurry images the oval device enveloping the top of my head ripped open my cheek and pinched the corner of my mouth where blood gushed from an open wound. Drenched in blood, I was hoisted upside down and a sharp slap on my bottom sent me wailing. Wow. Huh. I need to read that. Like a vice? Wow. I may have to put Jason's book aside. <laughs> and read this. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> hey, you just I'm ordered it. <laughs> well, that's what I think is so cool too. Because just for me personally, I feel like there's multiple. Everyone has their own interpretation of hell, and that's kind of cool that you guys get to put that into a book. And so, even if a certain person's reading it and doesn't like connect with a certain hell, there's a bunch of these hells. Yeah. To yeah. Have. So <laughs> odds are you're going to connect. We'll find something. Yeah. Well, no, I mean that, that's yeah. the really cool thing about anthologies is even though. Say uh, one person, say you don't like one story, the next story you may love. And the story after that you may love. And the the next one, eh, maybe. But you're going to find something that you probably connect with and can really enjoy. Whereas if you get one book and you just don't like it, well, you've got a whole book that you're done with. (laughs) The thing thing that surprised me when I got all these submissions and I started reading them and and putting them together was the themes in common. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, everything's different. But there are certain themes that I did not expect, and they showed up over and over again, and I started to get... It was kind of deep in a weird way, because because to see different authors coming at it from different angles, it had a lot more um, nature of humanity aspect to it as a group than they have than any of them have alone. Hmm. Wow. No, I, I like this. I kind of want to ask, I mean, because all of them are in the anthology, so once we read them, we'll read them all, but I kind of want to know if there's a hell uh, centered around wanting to be able to help people and being completely unable to do so. Sure. You get to write it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's that's the entire chapter right there. Imagine this. All right, the end. Well, and this is really cool because, I mean... Actually, there is a story like that. Oh, there is? Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. That would actually there be my Tanya Adolfson, who is reading for the audiobook. Nice. And she's fantastic. Um, her her story kind of fits what you're saying. Okay. Well, then the really cool thing about this is this is you could make multiple anthologies with this because, I mean, this is limitless, your your idea here with the, the hells. So, I mean, you could have, you know, Windows from Hell 2, 3, 4, 5, and keep going on. I mean, it's almost going to be like Friday the 13th. We don't want to punish our readers with an actual hell. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's one of the hells in the story. It is. It's multiple anthology books after. Yeah, They're we're... making more. Like you can leave as soon as these books are done. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, Daniel? <laughs> hey, I'm already working on it. I'm thinking. <laughs> 
my next story is going to have to be about a guy named Marcus Silver. Stop it. Stop it. Leave it alone. Wow. So... The book's already available, or is it or not yet? Okay, when this drops on the 25th, I yep. believe, uh, it will have been available one day Oh, on the 24th. So those of you listening, it's the day after the 24th. It's the 25th. You get a li- you can buy the book now. And that's anywhere, like Barnes & Noble? Yeah, or all the online, like all the electronic outlets. Paperbacks. And the title is? Windows mm-hmm. into Hell. And then you guys said that Tanya was reading for the audio book, but it won't be available until... Not yet. She's done with the reading. Now they have to do editing, which takes a while. And yeah. then Audible is a little bit slower. It takes three weeks to six weeks to, yeah. to turn it into something. So that'll be coming down the... Down the and street. if you haven't seen the cover, it's amazing. That's just going to show um, It's... We'll yeah. post it on our yeah. Eerie yeah. website. Well, it's, it's going it to be on the graphic for okay. the show. Um, it's a really <laughs> cool... It, it's, it's really simple, but at the same time, it... Conveys a lot. Yeah, it's creepy. Actually, like the the, the eye drop is coming out, like yeah. the eye, and it's like the full on eye in the teardrop. So it actually is really cool. Yeah. A haunting. It's definitely a haunting. Image. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you that. I, it was a surprise when the publisher uh, Curiosity Quills Press, mm-hmm. um, who I, not a lot of publishers like to run anthologies, but when they read this one, they're like, okay, we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do it. This is awesome. <laughs> but when uh, Eugene Tetlitsky, who he's uh, he's the artist for the cover, you know, we actually sent him three different cover ideas that we had discussed as mm-hmm. a author group. And he didn't come up. And I gave him like some graphics and we talked about these reasons why, you know, like why a demon in the office would work and why, and all this stuff. And he was like, Nah, and he did this. <laughs> nice. Brilliant. That's awesome. That's why he's the artist. Yes. We're the authors. <laughs> that's okay. You gave him ideas, and then he decided, no, those won't work. This is going to be better. That's not what you're wanting. This yeah. is what you want. That's awesome. All right. So with that said, guys, pick up this book. If you want a really cool uh, scare for Halloween, or if you just want something unique and you love horror stories, um, apparently armadillos will kill you yes. and, 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 and in a horrible Bears. torturous way um, there's also several other wonderful stories of hell and destruction man. there's a hitman in hell you've already yes. died and someone's out to kill you in hell. yeah it's even better it sucks no, he, was, he was a hitman and then he died so it's Deadpool oh, in hell no. oh alright this is Deadpool. gonna be fun uh, no just kidding uh, if any that, final words is that yeah so if you guys, you guys have any final words you wanna quickly throw out no, thanks for letting us be here. Huh? This is cool. Yeah, this is fun. Thanks so much for having us on. All right, so Curiosity Quills, Windows into Hell. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere pretty much out there. And uh, go pick up the anthology and support these guys, and you'll have a very scary, fun book that you will never want to put away. Nice. And uh, since we're in Utah, will you guys be at FearCon at all, or...? I don't know. This is like the perfect fear thing. Like <laughs> yeah. this is this is. I don't. Know, I haven't heard of FearCon. They did a horror one called SaltyCon. Yeah. So FearCon is on the 28th and 29th of October. It's at Salt Palace. It's a yeah. We're not going to be there because uh, I didn't know about it. Yeah, that's okay. So, <laughs> so for those of you, Scott's trying to hint at it because he will be there with I don't the Ghostbusters. I think that they should be there. Like, yeah. that's uh, that'd be good, but. I don't know. There's yeah. a lot. There's so many conventions. It feels there like are. sometimes it's oh, hard yeah. to keep track from one. <laughs> All right. So with that said, uh, we're out of here. All right. Second, it's game time. <laughs> Stay tuned for Friday's episode because we are winding down the month. That's right. We are just two episodes away from the Halloween event. That's right. We like to do have fun on Halloween, and we're going to do something 
pretty cool and amazing. Last year, I know we rebroadcasted the original audio recording of War of the Worlds, which is lots of fun for me. Um, I really love that type of stuff, so it was really cool to be able to do that. However, with that said, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or like us, whatever it is that you have to do the, uh, for those social media platforms. No, just kidding. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, tell your friends and family about us, let them know how amazing Dungeon Crawlers is and why you like us. Uh, we're starting to ramp up and get planned for next year. 2017 is just around the corner, and we want to bring some really cool, amazing things to your door. We want to be able to bring really cool interviews with authors, with game designers, and some of those, your favorite uh, actors from your favorite geek television shows. So please, we need to get help get our numbers up. We want to prove to them, to the world, everyone, that Dungeon Crawlers is the best geek show out there. So with that said, we're going to catch you next time.